Welcome to Savor Food and Body, a podcast for women in midlife who are ready to lose the mental and emotional weight of dieting. I'm your host, Amanda Bullitt, an undieting dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. Join me as I talk with other experts in the fields of intuitive eating, women's health, body image, and so much more. You'll also hear stories of women just like you who have learned to undiet their lives and fully embrace wellness without obsession. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome to this week's live. Today, I want to dive into a one word practice that will help intuitive eating for you immensely in in midlife. And actually, I gave it away a little bit. And that one word is practice. So I have this conversation with clients all the time. And in fact, I was just recording an episode for the podcast with Jenna Holstein, and that will air next week. And we were talking about how practices of both intuitive eating, meditation, mindfulness can really up-level your whole experience with intuitive eating. And I would add like up-level your whole experience with midlife period. So to, to kind of like lead into this, you know, I see midlife as an unraveling time period. So that's why I like to use the term undiet, because to me, undieting and unraveling are kind of one in the same. And if you think about it from a physiological standpoint, you know, once once we hit 40, our, our body starts doing a whole bunch of different things, crazy things, and we may interpret it as that we're just not used to compared to, say, our 20, 25 years of being in, especially for women, in a pre-menopause state, it's called. So when we're regularly having periods, things are pretty consistent. Um, Skin is consistent, weight is consistent, um, mood is consistent. And then we hit 40. And sometimes it can feel like you just hit this brick wall. You're like, what the F? Like, what happened literally overnight sometimes? And so that's kind of just a physiological example of how you can be experiencing this unraveling to where things are really starting to shake up in your life and you're having to adjust to some new ways that your body is showing up. And one of those being weight changes. So weight changes is a common uh, hallmark effect of moving into perimenopause and on into menopause. And this sets us up for a particularly vulnerable time when we might be interested in engaging more in dieting. And dieting creates this mindset of like black and white, good or bad, healthy, unhealthy. If you've been on diets off and on over the decades, you know exactly what I'm talking about here. What happens then when somebody decides, okay, I'm not gonna diet anymore. I hear that it's not working. I see that it's not working. I've gained and lost the weight how many times over the years? And I wanna do something differently. Maybe you hear about intuitive eating and you're like, okay, great, cool. Let's try intuitive eating. And you read the blogs and you read the websites of intuitive eating and maybe even get into some of the scientific evidence of intuitive eating supporting health. But if your mindset is still in this linear black and white type fashion, you can still look at intuitive eating as, okay, I I do all of these steps. There are 10 principles of intuitive eating. I do all these principles and then I should arrive at something. I've arrived at a a peaceful, healthy relationship with food. Here I am. And, and, And now where is that exactly? And intuitive eating doesn't work that way, especially in midlife, because we have this roller coaster that we're going through 
as Jen, Dr. Jen Salopuber calls it, the hormone soup that we're swimming in. And so there's these constant changes that are happening in our bodies throughout perimenopause, particularly and into menopause. So we have to be able to flex and move with how we are noticing our hunger, how we are noticing our satisfaction, how we are noticing our emotional um, connection to food, and how we're dealing with our emotions and the emotional roller coaster of midlife period. How are we coping with our emotions with kindness, as the principle of intuitive eating says, and we might be using food for that, or we might be exploring other coping strategies, which hopefully you are, hopefully you're building a toolbox of a variety of coping strategies. So it's this time of life where thinking that very linear fashion of I do these things, I should get these results, isn't gonna work just based on what's going on with your body, period, and your mental health, period. The one word that I wanna invite you to consider is the word practice. The word practice kind of denotes that we're learning some new skills and we're repeating those skills over and over again. We're applying our experience with those skills to help us uh, increase our mastery at those skills. And it's no different than a musician, an athlete, an actor, an artist, a chef, saying that they're practicing their craft. There's also a reason we call it practicing medicine. So it doesn't matter what the practice is, what the profession is. The idea that we're practicing is that we never stop learning. We never stop learning the new skills. Um, in the case of intuitive eating and midlife, we never stop learning to check in with our bodies. We never stop learning, being curious about, oh, well, I didn't have that symptom last week. This is new. What do I do with this when it comes to those perimenopause symptoms? So this idea of practice, in my mind, it kind of forces in a gentle way, the self-compassion foundation that is so necessary with intuitive eating. It opens you up to this mindset of compassionate curiosity instead of fighting with, well, I'm doing these steps. Why isn't it happening the way it, I was told it should happen? And so it, the word practice helps move us away from that very linear mindset of thinking and into embracing and witnessing what is here today. What is my hunger like today? What might be satisfying for me today? And what is my fullness level like today? And that's going to be different from day to day. And so when we use this word practice, we can focus more on building that skill set, which by the way, as you build those skills, you're never going to lose them. You know, as you practice them, you continue to get better at them. So perimenopause, midlife is a brilliant time to do this practice, to honor your health in this way because you're constantly gonna be challenged with new scenarios of which to up-level your practice of the skills of intuitive eating, of the skills of self-compassion, compassionate curiosity and mindfulness. So that as you then move into menopause, post-menopause and even onto later years in your life, you won't get as derailed by what life throws at you and then be forced to like maybe resort back to some old behaviors with, with food, with exercise, and 
be able to stay more in touch with your body as those seasons of life move on through and the challenges of life move on through. So practice is just a really fundamental word to really help you ease into intuitive eating, reduce any self-judgment about your, your intuitive eating experience. Like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? And open up this idea that you don't have to work at things in a linear fashion. In fact, it's not going to work that way. That life is beautifully messy and complicated. The black and white thinking is so tied to diet culture in that if you do this, this in a specific way, you will get this result. And life doesn't work that way. So the more that you can hinge your experience with intuitive eating on it being a practice, cultivating a practice of intuitive eating, the more that you're going to reduce that shame, that questioning, am I doing it right? The perfectionist mindset that is so entwined into diet culture and which you've probably been a part of for, for many years. So this is probably the biggest mindset shift that comes with intuitive eating. But again, like I said, it sets you up for life for developing some skills that will carry you through the continued uncertainty that is the human experience. So again, you can learn more about this in my podcast episode, my interview with Jenna Holstein next week on the Savor Food and Body podcast. And we're going to be talking about it more specifically in regards to a couple of the books that she's written. And uh, you can also find a lot more about this, this part of intuitive eating on the alpinenutrition.org blog. I've written a number of, of posts that kind of talk about this in, in roundabout ways. So I hope that's helpful. You can always reach out with more questions by going to alpinenutrition.org and hit the contact button at the top. And I'd love to chat with you. So with that, I will see you at 10 a.m. Pacific time again next week and have a great week savoring food in your body. Take care. Thanks for listening today. I hope this conversation inspires you to undiet your life and start savoring food and your body. You can find show notes and resources from this episode by going to alpinenutrition.org forward slash blog, B-L-O-G. If you'd like to learn more about my one-on-one counseling or group coaching programs, go to my website, alpinenutrition.org, and click work with me at the top of the page. And finally, if you found this episode helpful, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Until next time, keep savoring food and your body. Music.